And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Fourteen hours, fifty-five minutes, and two seconds till the government shutdown. We're gonna have a clock in the corner. We're gonna have a clock in the corner of the radio show, like they're doing on the cable news channels. If you look up at the right-hand side of your your radio, you'll see the countdown clock. Now, fourteen hours, fifty-four minutes, and forty-seven seconds till the government shutdown. And then it's we... the final countdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We gotta rock that song all day long. <laughs> awesome. Live from Studio C. Save your A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The government shutdown. Shut it down for an effing year. Go ahead. Please. Shut it down completely. Let's start again. Dig up Madison out of his grave, Jefferson, the rest of them. Try again. The government shutdown thing, now that we've been through it a few times, if it actually does shut down, it's a perception game. It's it's all a perception game. The reality doesn't matter at all, okay? So, nope. So, so stop talking about the reality. It's the perception that, that, that has any power over who gets to blame. And, and, uh, and what do you perceive the perception might be? We'll discuss that. Well, the folklore is that Republicans always get blamed, and I've been watching a lot of arguments on the cable news, and... I hate that this is true, but it is a law of politics that if you're explaining, you're losing. Mm. And I'm hearing a lot of explaining complicated things from the Republicans and a very simple to grasp, easy, emotional statement from the Democrats. Really? Really? And very easy to oh, understand. No. You want to boot out the dreamers. Okay, oh, That's all you need. It's the Schumer shutdown. You don't like that? Because <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I heard that this morning. You can push that. I'm just not right. sure it's going to work. They're, the Democrats are putting 800,000 dreamers in front of 9 million American children who need health insurance. Don't, but don't say dreamers. Say illegal aliens. Well, that, that, what you just said is better than I've heard any Republican do on the cable news channel. Yeah, well, there's a shock. Part of it's that. Part of it is that they're bad at making an argument. But the communication skills of the average family dog. <laughs> <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, retrieving tennis balls. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I guess if the government does shut down later this afternoon, um, all libraries across the country are instructed to hide all nonfiction books from the public. (laughs) That's one of the rules? That's just one of the horrifying consequences, Michael, is we all depend on the government every minute of our lives. No, I was just thinking about last time how silly it was. They put up the, the borders over... Over, you know, the mountainous areas. Don't look at this. It, yeah. We are shut down. So I was just... part, part of it is the role the government plays in your life. If you just shut down the federal government 100 years ago, there would have been people out in the, in, the, in, the, you know, in the middle of fields. They wouldn't have known for a year. Right. <laughs> the government shut down. What and when I... they found out, they would have rolled their eyes and gotten back to work. <laughs> yeah. But now everybody's involved in getting a check. What, what is the percentage of people that get some money from the federal government? It's very high. That's yeah, significantly uh, over half. This is um, uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I saw The Phantom Thread last night. Now, this is the, the latest uh, movie collaboration between Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day-Lewis. They last worked about 10 years ago on There Will Be Blood. Um, God, I love that movie. That oh, was 10 years ago? Yeah. That was uh, the last movie I saw, I think. Oh, it's a great movie. Great movie. I, I could not wait to see this again. Um, 
this movie leaves me with the same feeling that I get often when I leave a Paul Thomas Anderson movie the first time, which is, what the F did I just watch? Mm. But it is it is very well done. I have a feeling that you need to really like movies to like this movie, if that makes sense. So this is my favorite actor, Daniel Day-Lewis's last movie, as he claims, right? I hope not, but yeah. He's retiring. Yeah, that's what that's what he is he is insisting that is the case. Plays a dressmaker? Yes. Doesn't, it doesn't it, sound like a good an elevator pitch to me. In 1950s <laughs> London. And go. uh it's yeah, there's like, I couldn't possibly describe what happens in the movie in any sort of meaningful way. But it's uh if if you are a cinemaphile, you really like kind of the craft of making movies, this is going to be good. It is a lot funnier. It's right. either funnier than I thought right. I would would be or I have a twisted oh, sense of humor. Sean Gong. <laughs> Sean Gong happened. I'm confused by this movie. (laughs) Pre-sunrise. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, uh, Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, it's a Friday, so let's celebrate. we got a celebrity birthday today. The one, the only, international country star, Ms. Dolly Parton. Oh, good Lord. 72 years old today. Is that all? Well, well, most of her. (laughs) (laughs) Dolly's net worth? At least five hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah. She's got yeah. a half a billion dollars. Yeah, yep. she's a mogul. Making her one of the richest female singers in history. Big chunk of the money comes from publishing rights. She has written right. more than three thousand songs. Wow! And, but how much of the money came just from "I I I Will Always Love You"? That song. Oh mm. God! That gets uh, played. Yeah. She wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. So she had a huge hit with that, and obviously Whitney. Plus Dollywood. Come on now. Printing money down yonder. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, uh, I I did meet uh, Miss Parton uh, some time ago, and uh, she was uh, very lovely, and I was surprised at how short she is. She's only about 4'10". Yeah. She's, uh, she's not very tall. She's a very attractive younger woman. She's an odd-looking duck now, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. After all the plastic surgery. Yeah. 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 Tell you what, though, to call her a singer is, uh, you know, come on now. She's a mogul. She's a businesswoman. Yep. She's, a, she's a mover. She's a, a freak show. Have you seen her lately? Yes, I have. She makes Barry Manilow look like a fresh-faced boy. <laughs> she's into Jacko territory, practically. Yeah. It's like, you don't look like any human on Earth. Right, right. What are you doing? Be sure to mention that to your plastic surgeon. As you're describing, I want my nose to look like that, my chin to look like my my eyebrows. (laughs) Remind him, a human's eyebrows, right? (laughs) Keep it in the realm of humans. Yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, January the 19th, keeping you straight in 21. Wait, eight. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. The Armstrong and Getty Show will never shut down. Here we go. According to FCC rules and regulations, the show begins at Mark. This is, a, this is like giving you a, a bowl of doggy do, put a cherry on top, and call it a chocolate sundae. There you go. Oh, no. Devastating. How do you argue with that? You can't. That's so stupid. You can put a cherry on top of doggy dude. That's not a chocolate sundae. I'm telling you. Whipped cream on S. That's what we call it. What are, other, sick what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, we got the showdown over the shutdown. President Trump weighing in from the sidelines. Nancy Pelosi gets scatological. Prisoners in their own California home. Prosecutors calling the parents' treatment of their kids a height of depravity. And flu, it turns out, can be spread just by breathing. Stop coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. You know, there are a lot of pretty good Dolly Parton songs, and this isn't one of them. Oh, this is a great song. <laughs> it's a great I song. I love this song. Don't you, Michael? I love it. That's right. Oh, I know way to make living. <laughs> it's good stuff. We have clips of the week coming up. Yep.
How about a little Islands in the Stream with Kenny Rogers? They have the same plastic surgeon, apparently. <laughs> the two of them. So mailbag does look good, you say? Uh, cool. Yeah, and we had clips of the week. Which is always good. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Best Dolly Parton song, Jolene. That's a good tune. Ah, oh, yeah. That's a good tune. Oft covered. Hard to screw up. Good song. Um, Great song. Heartbreaking. Sort of sh- honesty you don't get from modern mu- music. The old songs. That's the way to go. 14 hours, 41 minutes till the government shutdown. It's the final countdown. Awesome. Love it. So we'll talk a little more about that coming up. It's some interesting wrangling. I don't know. I'm so cynical. Good. It's <laughs> so the only cynical. realistic way to be. If you're not, you're a fool. Yeah. Two choices, cynical or stupid. Please. Looking at the government, please, please. Uh, I've got so much to say, but no time to say it. Discipline, that's what I have. So let's get right to mailbag right after. Careful in there. (laughs) Careful. After we take a fun look back at the week that was, it's Cal Clips of the Week. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read. Of the freedom of speech. Yes. Somewhere I read. Yes. Of the freedom of press. You read it, right? Yeah. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. And you liked it. You had fun. I, yeah. Yeah. I, but what's the problem? You got the gist, so shut up. So Trump didn't say hole, he said house. And that's way better, after all. It only takes a little love to make a house a home. Perhaps you have figured it out by now, but little girls don't stay little forever. They grow into strong women that return to destroy your world. Despotism is the enemy of the people. The free press is the despot's enemy which makes the free press the guardian of democracy. So, you know, the, the fact that the president got, you know, 30 out of 30 on that exam, I think that, you know, there's no indication whatsoever that he has any cognitive issues. Apparently Trump's fine, but the doctor's definitely shaken. <laughs> I saw everything. <laughs> That joke's unfortunate for, mm. for most of us. <laughs> it's a little close to home there. <laughs> uh, so what do you like for our new slogan? Because, you know, there are those who would like to, you know, take the Armstrong and Getty show out of uh, the Western U.S. And, and trot us out, you know, more broadly. And then we couldn't be the voice of the West anymore. So do you like the despot's enemy? Armstrong and Getty, the despot's enemy? Or Armstrong and Getty, Guardians of Democracy, better. Wow. Jeff Flake with... <laughs> it's a little over the top. How about Democracy Dies 
in silence. Oh, that's for pretty a, good. Huh? Yes. What? Yeah, that's pretty Come good. Come on! Can I get an amen? How about Armstrong and Getty? Hey, it's a free show. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet in there. Mailbag. <laughs> Democracy dies in silence. And say it with a straight face. Oh, are you kidding? Uh, first of all, it's been a long time since we've had a since we've had a freedom loving quote of the day. Feel free to send them along. You can email us Armstrong and Getty at yahoo.com. Uh, I like these. I, I really do. This one is is kind of it has to do with the show and what we do around here. Isaac Asimov, the great scientist, thinker, writer. Jokes of the proper kind, properly told, can do more to enlighten questions of politics, philosophy, and literature than any number of dull arguments. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, well said, Isaac. God rest your soul. <clears throat> I'm not sure if we can put this on the website properly. Anton, I'll be working with you on this. It is a series of GIFs, or do you say GIFs, explaining how the false alarm in Hawaii happened. I found myself guffawing over some of these little uh, anime, well, movies, little animations. About because they they relate to you know all the frustrations we all deal with on office computers and poor layout of websites and stuff like that so relatable so funny and there are a bunch of them and, and we'll post them if we can likewise uh, Chad in the OC said hey this is Joe and Baxter right it's a completely ripped like twenty seven year old dude shirtless on a boat with his black lab, who he has taught to, get this, dive off the boat, swim to the bottom, and grab a lobster in his jaws and bring it back to his master. Cool trick. I wish that Good was me. Good dog. I wish that was me and Bax. It is not. Uh, Bax could definitely do that. I do not look like that. <clears throat> Moving along. I'm going to summarize the following note because it is A, lengthy, and B, probably discloses way too much. Positive, Sean. Apparently, you met a, a, a young woman. Uh, not, that doesn't narrow it down, does it, Sean? Not too long ago. <laughs> Easy. More specifics, there, friend. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to help a brother out here. Um, talk to you a little bit about the show. May have been a few cocktails in. Still not narrowing it down. She regrets that she wasn't a little more coherent. Uh, does it does it describe like a kind of divey bar setting? <clears throat> I think I know who this is. <clears throat> Mentioned uh, her brother loves the show. Um, well, she's uh, an interesting young woman and appears to be potentially, I don't know, a little sweet on you. <laughs> so um, I'm going to pass this on to you and let you do what you will with it. So is that the role of mailbag now to get people <clears throat> on the staff laid or are we supposed to be coming? Oh, my God. How coarse are you? This is certainly These are two young people who might uh, date. Enjoy Friend. common interests or maybe some common hatreds or something. I mean, friendship. Common hatreds. Didn't we? Wasn't there a study recently <clears throat> that common hatreds is a bigger deal than common <laughs> likes? Hell yeah. Well, there was a dating app that was kind of the, the Tinder, but you just put up the stuff that you hate and yeah. so it matched people based off of it, the it, things that you don't it like. It is pretty easy to, like, Strongly bond over something you both hate. Right. Witness, you know, the women's march coming up or hashtag resist or whatever. There's there's like 15 different issues kicking around, but you're united in what you hate. So anyway, I'm going to pass this on to you, Sean. Uh, And she signs off with the acronym S-W-I-N-B-A-B-G-C-P-I. Steve, we wonder, is not blind and boy George can prove it. (laughs) I have no idea. What? But I will pass that on to you. Moving along. 14 hours, 34 <laughs> minutes, and 45 seconds it's to the government shutdown. No! No! 
Feed us government! Pamper us government! Wipe our bottoms government! All give us your sweet, sweet teat of government milk, otherwise we would die! Teat. Effers. <laughs> Moving on! It's <laughs> a plot twist at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> Jason writes, Morning, fellas! <clears throat> I hope you hear positive feedback on your show as often as I think it. Genuine conversation and quality banter make Angie the best morning show on the air. Quality banter. Genuine conversation and quality banter. The Armstrong and Getty <laughs> Show. I wish we still had those. Uh, we got to get a low voice guy yeah. to do those. Those are fun. That is, it's not good. as good as <clears throat> democracy dies in silence. That was so self-serious that brought me down. Yeah. <laughs> Thought this was uh, interesting, right, Sonny? Passed us along a uh, series of illustrations that uh, go from the gents raising the flag at Iwo Jima, the Marines, to a guy fixing his car, to a rally of snowflakes, to a ghetto. And the caption is, and you know, it's all about strong men. I'm going to say strong people, because I value the contributions of women to our society. Hard times create strong people. Strong people create good times. Good times create weak people. Weak people create hard times. Uh, that would be the cycle of uh, civilization. <laughs> yes. yes or, or individuals. Which we're watching, and it's interesting to yeah. see it unfold. That, that is, makes a ton of sense to me. Oh, that <clears throat> is so... one That describes the world. Yep. Why haven't I heard that more often in my life? That is just so. That is the. That's the whole enchilada right there. One more that's time. That's the whole enchilada for every civilization. I do enjoy an enchilada now and again. Uh, maybe you're going over a pothole or attempting to get your kids to eat their Cheerios. Hard times create strong people. Strong people create good times. Good times create weak people. Weak people create hard times. There you go. And then you end up like we are now with the government shut down only a few hours away. It's the final countdown. God, what will we do? What will hold me, honey? Hold me. Hold me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to scream all day long on the streets. Somebody hold me. Finally, this. Doug from Boston. We already have a national show. Guys, the black and white phone trick works. Yeah, I'm doing it. I've been doing it for three days. I did it several months ago because, as you uh, guessed, it really does make a huge mental difference. It's not as addictive. It feels so much different looking at your phone when it's in black and white. It's weird. I'll talk more about it because it's become a craze. It's it's Yeah, it's a thing. It's a way to get less addicted to your phone. Marshall's got his news on the way. We'll talk about the specifics of this whole deal on the Armstrong and Getty Show. this text women are prying up manhole covers and stuffing their children into sewers because of the government shutdown right or was that the hawaiian missile reaction it doesn't matter they're both fake um the government shutdown affects such a, if it shuts down affects such a minuscule number of people in reality <clears throat> you'd get the sense from the media that it's practically everybody and it's devastating right right you know, if the news media was based in, I don't know, Southern California or Florida, every time there was a hard freeze and the orange crops were threatened, 
it would be a giant national story because that's all they were thinking about. Yeah. The Beltway people are obsessed with the Beltway. God, a pox on your house, I say. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, gentlemen, you got to realize the shutdown is looming. It is just 14 hours and 40 minutes from now. It's the There you go. Donald Trump tweeting this morning, government funding bill passed last night in the House of Representatives. Now Democrats are needed if it's going to pass in the Senate, but they want illegal immigration and weak borders. Shutdown coming. We need more Republican victories in 2018. That's the president's tweet. Yes, certainly before the midterm. Well, so I have to start quoting the various particulars, because like I said earlier, it's all a perception game. It's just... Who was seen being uh, good and decent? Who's being evil and obstructionist? And it doesn't matter what's true or not. <laughs> right. And um, Especially when they're both in on it. <laughs> yeah, and, and being able to pitch this as the Republicans are shutting it down because they don't care about dreamers is a pretty good emotional argument. Right. Republicans and Democrats and simple. remaining deadlocked on immigration. Democrat leader Nancy Pelosi looking at the funding bill passed by the House Republicans and summed it up in this colorful way. This is a, this is like giving you a, a bowl of doggy do, put a cherry on top and call it a chocolate sundae. From the award-winning video, Two Parties, One Cup. <laughs> oh, yipes. <laughs> Google it. Yipes. Um, Google it with the kids. You know, <laughs> on your the, work computer. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Give, given the choice, if I am served such a delicious Sunday, I would like a cherry on top. So I was watching a Freedom Caucus yeah. person on a cable news channel. Uh, they're trying to nail him down. Uh, are you for... Helping out these dreamers who, through no fault of their own, were brought to this country and are just trying to have a better life. Do you, do you want to be the evil, mean person that boots them out? And he kept saying, no, but I'm only going to agree to it if we get border security, we end chain migration, we do away with a bunch of the sanctuary city stillness. It's a, the whole thing <clears throat> needs to come together, not just mm-hmm. the one piece. So are you going to boot out the dreamers oh, or not? Yeah. I said I won't if we do the other stuff. So you're willing to boot out the dreamers. Oh, my God. And that's our nation's than, free media, the guardians of democracy. And he kept saying, how do you not understand this, what I'm saying to you? And they kept saying, we just want a simple answer to the question. Wow. Do you want to boot out the dreamers, deport the dreamers or not? And their side of the argument is simpler and easier to understand. You're putting illegal immigrants in front of, now nah, that's poorly phrased, you're sacrificing 9 million American children who need insurance for a few illegal immigrants. Eh, that's not as good as you're going to hurt those poor dreamers. They dream, don't you know? They have dreams. There's also a poll out today, 88 to 12, Americans don't want to boot out the dreamers. So Nobody does, nobody including does. the Republican nobody. Party. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not a horrible argument to say, look, we keep doing this. You let right. people in, and then we, then we say they got to stay because it'd be mean to kick them out. Then we let in more people, and then a couple years later you say it'd be mean to kick them out. I'm saying we got to stop letting people in. So let's get the border secure. Let's end the chain migration. We'll keep these people here, but no more in the future. Mm-hmm. But you can't make that argument. It's too long and complicated. Or, you know, people I just... I just want a yes or no question, Mr. Getty. Right. Do you want to kick the dreamers out or not? I want to kick you in the sack. Why can't you answer yes or no? I can only take it as a no. 
You're you're not willing to let them stay. That's right. I would like to kick them out. I want them to suffer. The younger, the better. The, the smallest child you can come up with. It's Just all toss possible. them across the border into a cactus. I'd like to <laughs> deny them food, drink, and education, and, and medicine, <laughs> if it's possible. Jeez. Oh, On another front, we've got a new study suggesting breathing may spread the flu virus. <gasps> Hold your breath, everyone. Researchers at San Jose State and UC Berkeley say you can catch the flu just by breathing the air of an infected person. Sean's still holding his breath. I don't know how long he can keep it up. The study found that keeping surfaces clean, washing your hands a lot, and avoiding people's coughs or sneezes may not be enough to avoid the virus this time <laughs> around. That's all I got. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, it's horrible, man. I saw some stories on yeah. the news of a little 12-year-old lad who, who who said, Mom, I don't feel really good, and 36 hours later, he'd passed. Oh, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's awful. Uh, it's terrible. There's there's one, like, crazy, virulent uh, strain that's kicking around. And on the other you hand. Don't, you don't know if yeah. you have it. On the other hand. Yeah. Uh, how many times have you had the flu in your life? I think I've had it once in my whole life. I couldn't even tell you. A couple times. I've had the norovirus, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, probably once or twice, maybe. So it's pretty rare, sure, that you get the flu. Right, right. Yeah, I uh, think I had the flu when I was a kid, but that that's probably only one time in my lifetime so far, too. Mm. All right, anyway, the health experts are all recommending stay at home and avoid public places if you are sick with the flu. Don't come into work. Don't get everybody else sick. It's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show. The Voice of the West. I've had the 3-2 flu, as we used to call it back in states where they drink 3-2 beer. You don't drink that in the West Coast, but it's all six-point beer. But in a lot of places, they drink 3.2% alcohol right. beer. And uh, they call it the 3-2 flu if you're a little under the weather the next day. Yeah, I see. Yes. Okay. A little wink Some alcoholism. <laughs> a little, little wink at your debauched lifestyle. All right. Oh, boy. So we got a little more on this whole uh, pending uh, shutdown situation. Who's going to be blamed and what the issues are. You so know, I hate to even be talking about it. But if we could talk about how stupid it is, I'll talk. About it. <laughs> Trump's porn star says she did not receive hush money. She, she's, she's denying it. Wall Street Journal's out with an article today. They they looked up the LLC involved in paying her. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. fun statistic the website Pornhub which is a site well you know what it is they released a chart showing their traffic in Hawaii before and after the missile alert now this is the chart so when people got the alert thought they were gonna die traffic went way down went down 77 percent from usual but then after they got everyone found out it was all okay it shot up to 48 percent above the normal level at 8.45, People got the all clear text. By 9.01, they were all clearing their browser history. Oh, my. I've heard that several places. I find that impossible to believe. Who decides they want to look at porn when they think their life's coming to an end? Well, no, it's after they got the all clear. 
Yeah, when that they felt the the life force flowing back within them, and <laughs> wanted to pleasure themselves, apparently, or something. I don't know. So yeah, the thirty minutes from initial alert to oh, by the way, no, that was a mistake. It, they dropped seventy percent okay. below the norm. And, and that also there's seems... a hundred and fifty percent chance that Pornhub is run by clever people who figured oh, out how to get right. their names into the news. There you go. Um. Is the answer to phone addiction making your phone addiction? Is the answer to phone addiction making your phone worse? Article in the New York Times that I read uh, uh, several days after I turned my phone gray, having come acro- across this story somewhere. Mm-hmm. A journalist for the NYT said, "You know, I'll give that a whirl too." And maybe making your phone worse in a number of different ways is the way to keep yourself off of it. Mm, interesting. Um. Yeah. I'm going to do it right now, because you black and whited your phone, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, display and brightness. There it is. It's probably there, huh? No, it's not. It's in what? a weird It's in a weird spot. Oh. Um, you can look it up if you want. I could walk you through it if you got an iPhone. You go into the huh. general stuff, then you go to accessibility. General settings reporting for duty. <laughs> but Wow, accessibility. The, the point of it is this. We're... We're designed as beasts to be uh, aroused in a lot of different ways by colors. And um, that's why there's so many colorful things in entertainment and advertisement. It really makes an impression on us. It it tricks our brains. You know, there's a reason red lipstick or or animals making their hiney red or whatever, the plumage on an ostrich. I mean, there's there's a reason colors are doing what they're doing. Right, yeah. They have an effect on Mm -hmm, us. Or, Or brightly colored berries or whatever. There are fish that turn different colors during the mating season. Yeah. Uh, so um, we're getting a jolt of something when we look at our phones with all those just incredibly bright, lurid colors that they're making brighter and more lurid all the time. Right. It looks like berries. And so you can go into your Fresh phone meat. and make it all gray, and it, it, it takes at least some of the jolt of enjoyment that you get out of looking your phone looking at your phone away from you. And I, I notice it. I, I don't know that I've been using my phone less, but I definitely can feel less of a feeling of satisfaction when I glance at my phone. It's mm. just it's just more flat. Reminds me of that it's drug. Like What's picking, that? It's like picking up a book more than it used to be picking up the phone. Right. Is that dr- dr- drug that you can take that you can drink as much as you want and you won't get drunk? Nightmare. Um, <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Right. Well, to, to, to kick the bottle. That's mm. what they say. But so I'm I'm going to see long term if this has any effect on me. And some people are talking about um, slowing their phone down. So it's just more annoying to use. So you do it it less often. Hmm. I don't know. That seems kind of like if you're going to use the analogy you just used. People use that anabuse stuff that makes you throw up if you drink. I mean, Ah, that that seems just a little punishing me. Well, yeah. And uh, well, maybe if you want to make yourself hate your phone, that makes sense. But. But what I thought was interesting about this mostly is that a uh, uh, an article in the New York Times by a young hipster journalist who is going to try this and quoting a bunch of people who are trying various things, the the younger crowd is decided, you know what, this isn't good for me. There's too much of this, and there's there seems to be some backlash, some hmm. some some need or attempt to rein it in. I don't know where that's going to go over time. I suspect it will divide along uh, certain lines. Lines of wisdom, education, common sense, class—I don't know, race, I don't know color, creed. Uh, I don't know either. I have a feeling it'll be a lot like smoking. I mean, there are most people will not even think of smoking cigarettes. Plenty still do. Likewise, phone abuse. I suppose. 
Here's a man who walked into the hospital with a five-foot tape, tape, <clears throat> tapeworm. I can't even say five-foot tapeworm. It's so horrifying. It is pretty awful. Yeah, he... Uh, Inside him, I assume, not on a leash. No, he uh, he actually, it had come out of him, apparently. <sighs> and he brought it with him to show the doctor. <laughs> Look at this. Huh? You ever see one of these before? This is something. This is Jim. Now, listen, I, I say Hi, this... everybody. I'm, I say, I'm at the tapeworm. Oh, boy. I say this as a guy who, A... As tall as my wife. Understands that, um, please, can we move on to the relevant issues and get off of the tapeworm? The awesomely large tapeworm. Um, I, I, I would like to say the following with the full knowledge, A, that this may not be the case, and B, I just ate an enormous amount of sushi last night. Uh, little D and Judy and I went out for a bit of a uh, farewell dinner as she's heading to the airport right now. Love you guys. Um, to the airport to go back to college. Anyway, um. He says he regularly ate sushi, which may have caused the infestation. The doctor involved says the man was treated, and he told physicians he would never eat sashimi again. It is possible you get some low-quality sashimi, you're going to end up with the uh, the FFT. You lose weight, though, right? It has an upside. That's right. You need all you want. And the tapeworms, the tapeworm says, I'll eat that for you. I'll digest that for you. And you think, fabulous, I got all the pleasure, he gets all the calories. Who's the parasite now? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, The lighter lighter side of intestinal infestation. Um, Oh, dang it. You got a jungle inside you. You know that, right? You got an entire biome. They could do like, what was the, the, with the, 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 the 4K and the pretty colors and the animals and the planet and the rest of it? Planet Earth, was mm-hmm. that what they yes. called it? They could do a Planet Earth about your intestinal system. Because it's a jungle with millions of creatures, you know, working with each other, fighting for survival, and they keep you alive. It's amazing, isn't it? Then you have an FFT come by and then five foot tapeworm. More on the GS. I don't even want to say the word. Uh, coming up in a little bit, and the uh, the angles uh, back and forth. There's a chance they solve it, of course, at some point today, and then solve it. All this was for nothing. Well, you know, yeah. delay it for a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, well, it's... and and do nothing about the problems that vex the people of the United States, as both parties try entirely to pose in the proper pose to convince us all that the other ones are the devil. Sure. Oh, yeah. The, Sons the, the, of bitches. The one thing there's sorry, no folks, chance that, of... I'm sorry. I'm a Christian man. There's no no reason to traffic in such vulgarities. There's The one thing there's no chance they're going to do in the next 24 hours is uh, take a, a, a large look at illegal immigration and deal with that finally, or are uh, spending more than we take in, right. you know, our institutional systemic <laughs> overspending problem. No chance that's going to be dealt with. Not even a, not even a, the slightest chance. Right. Even though that's... Clearly what needs to happen if you're a grown-up adult. Sure. So that's a little frustrating. We got this note from Matt. On a serious note, the only thing of significance to come from the Tea Party's government shutdown was the downgrading of the U.S. credit rating, which increases the financial burden on my generation. Thanks, baby boomers. There you well, go. Matt, you have not yet begun to hate the previous couple of generations. Things have to go. We have to become one of Trump's shizzle holes before either party is going to do something significant about not screwing y'all anymore. And I apologize. I would like... When you know what? When you, the young drag the old out into the streets and beat us to death for what we've done to you, I would pray somebody would say, "Hey, I used to listen to those two old coots on the radio, and they've been screaming about this since the '90s." So you know, maybe cut them some slack. 
At our young people meetings, I try to let them know that they're not all bad older people. God bless you, Sean. (laughs) God bless you. Guys, I lived in Africa as a Peace Corps volunteer, probably in some asshole country, right? Right. Uh, Dolly Parton was loved by the African people. Her songs were played on buses and in bars. It was very strange. So, on this Dolly Parton's birthday, I do think we should play some more Dolly Parton music later, Michael. I hope you can do that. Well, right. and, yeah, you got to Google like uh, greatest songs written by Dolly Parton because you'll find a lot of like hit records you didn't know she wrote. Speaking of the large bazoomed porn star Stormy Daniels has issued a letter on the heels of this Wall Street Journal report that the, an LLC paid her off right before the election. And they've nailed that down, so it did happen. But she says she didn't receive any hush money. It's all false. And I trust her, because she looks very trustworthy. <laughs> we will talk about the GS coming up. We'll tell you how many hours till it all shuts down. Who's going to blame who? Of course, as you know, the government powers your pacemaker, so if they shut down, you will die. Oh, my God. Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.